Dating Skills Review. The central source for dating advice for men presents Dating Groove Insider. Hi there, this is Angel Donovan from Dating Skills Review, and today we have Nick Savoy from Love Systems with us. Hi, Nick. How's it going? You know, Nick Savoy is being one of the guys who's, who's really been around quite a long time. Love Systems is one of the, mo- the most popular and the biggest companies uh, with dating advice currently. Um, so there's obviously a lot, a lot to learn from that. And um, today we're going to have a, you know, a, a kind of deep dive into some of the, the basics of, of, of what they teach because they, they teach a hell, a hell of a lot. They have a lot of products uh, and it goes through to very advanced concepts. But we're going to kind of talk around some of the things around magic bullets and some, some of the more basic stuff that people get introduced to uh, when they first start out with love systems. Sounds good. Nick, could you give us like a, a quick bit of back, background, like um, how you got into this, you know, just, just a, a, few, a few minutes and, you know, why you got into it and what you've gotten out of it? Sure. I mean, when I, like a lot of people, when I left college or in this case grad school, um, uh, or left sort of an environment where you know there was lots of people your age, um, you know, constantly being put together and you know in different social environments. I found it a lot harder just out on my own. I graduated school and I moved to a city for a job, and I didn't know anybody there. And you know, I started going out, and I realized like, wait a minute, this is a lot harder than you know just walking down the hall. I mean, even not that it's necessarily easy to you know to date the cute girl in your class or or down the hall in the marketing department or something like that. But it's, it was a lot harder when you don't know anybody. And I went out to you know bars, clubs, cafes, coffee shops, all the usual stuff. You know, just trying to meet attractive women to date. And I found I realized that I had a lot to learn. So I started, you know, going at, looking at self-help books and you know the bookstores and looking online, and not very much stuff. I mean, this is about almost 10 years ago now. Not very much of that stuff was very very helpful. And uh, you know, it was full of people that thought they had a good idea and would just sort of spread that, or you know, people that are misinterpreting scientific studies with apes or stuff or, or things. But what we never had was a bunch of guys that were actually going out trying to use this stuff night after night. And that happened with the growth of the Internet, and I started you know, hanging out with some, of the guys, some guys that were doing that. And then step by step, you know, over a period of years, we put together a system that actually you know, worked in the real world, not in some university ivy tower, not that looked good on a book stand or on, on Oprah, but something that we could actually, you know, that average guys like, like me could actually go out and use to date high-quality women, where you're not settling, you're not, you know, hoping that somebody better is going to come along one day, but that you could see what you want and go for it. Awesome, awesome. Actually, like one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is there's, there's, there's a little bit of confusion about uh, some, some of the systems, you know, and where they come from. So originally you were working with, you know, Mystery a, a few years ago and, you know, you worked on something together. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you kind of evolved your system from that. Could you just give a quick overview of that so to kind of clear up things? Yeah, sure. And, I, you know, and I'll stay away from, you know, some of the politics around it. But at heart... You know, where we diverged is people come in lots of different shapes and sizes. And what, 
you know, in, just even in Los Angeles, say, you know, what a first-generation, um, you know, a first-generation family from from Korea um, and a guy that's raised in that culture might need might be different from the divorced 45-year-old investment banker that might be different from. Uh, the college kid that might be different from, you know, the guy like me that that just moved to a new city and doesn't know anybody. Um, the guy that wants to be a giant player and sleep with different women every night is different from the guy that wants a long-term relationship or wants to date multiple women or whatever. So, you know, I kind of got sick of telling the same thing to every person. And I kind of got – and I just didn't like that – Parts of that weren't working. You know, you can't, you can't just pick somebody who is very good at promoting themselves and say, hey, I'm going to do what they do and, and, and everything will be fine. Because it's not. You, you just can't. What somebody would do, um, you know, what I do to pick up women is actually a little bit different from what Seoul does, you know, one of the other top guys in the world, or what Mr. M does, or what Braddock does, or what Cajun does. Because, you know, we have different personalities, we look different, we have different backgrounds, we're interested in different kinds of women. So what we did is we kind of started ground up, figure out, okay, we need to figure out what is the stuff that works for everybody and what is the stuff that's going to work for specific kinds of people. And we need to figure out who those people are and so that we're teaching the right things to the right people. And that's why instead of going with the guru system, uh, we went with a system where we're, we were just going to go out and attract about 25 to 30 of the best pickup artists, dating coaches, ladies, men, and so on around the world. And we made sure to get you know a lot of diversity in there. So we've got people that live around the world. We've got people you know, of every major ethnic group. Um, you know, we've got some of our instructors are in their early 20s. Some of them are in their late 40s. And that really gives us a kind of balance so that when – you know, one day when I come up with some idea and go and try it out and it works, I don't just say, oh, I'm going to go teach this to everybody. You know, I have this real-world testing lab where I can send it out to 30 people that are nothing like me. They can try it. Their clients can try it. And if it comes back, you know, generally positive for everybody, okay, that's something that goes into the next version of Magic Bullets. If it's something that, you know, doesn't work for everybody, only works for certain kinds of people, well, hey, that's, that's something now we know for our in-person training. I mean, we hold boot camps. You know, every weekend we, we train guys in small groups. We bring them out to bars or clubs or coffee shops or whatever, and actually, you know, they, they pick up women on, you know, while we're watching, and, and we'll show them how to do it and so on. And then, you know, the more information that you have for that, the better. To, to make a long story short, we really wanted to focus on individual clients as being individual people, not as being people that we were trying to, to clone into somebody who they're not. Yeah, one of the things I found um, with Magic Bullets was it was very detail-orientated and kind of, kind of technical in that it had a lot of rules in it. So you mm -hmm. kind of seemed to try to um, specify some situations and things you should do in those situations. Is that kind of the approach you took to explaining all of this? Well, the thing about Magic Bullets is if you, go, you get a copy of Magic Bullets, I'm not sitting there with you when you're reading it. You know, if you come to me, uh, if you were doing sort of some one-on-one -on -one training with me or you were in a boot camp or something like that, I can see what you need. I can see what level you're at. I can see how you're responding to the material and can adjust on the fly. With Magic Bullets, I can't do that. So I deliberately wrote that book on a couple of different levels. 
if you're completely new, for example, and you just pick up, uh, you just start with Chapter 2, a simple system you can use tonight, within 20 minutes, you can read that, go out to a bar, and you have you know, a couple of the basic tools to at least get a phone number from attractive women. You know, it's not going to work every time, but you've got to start. And there's no, you know, nobody's explaining why anything works or what to do if, you know, if this doesn't work out exactly, here's how you fix it. If she does this, you do that. You know, that's not at that level of detail. But then, you know, parts of the rest of the book, you know, the book's divided in a couple of sections. Then, you know, the next sec- section of the book um, explains the whole model. And this is how, you know, in general we think about things. And that in itself, you can go out and use that. And the rest of the book is meant mostly as as a reference manual. So it's not like you're going to sit down and read, you know, it's not like if you had an encyclopedia of dating, say. You're not going to read the entire encyclopedia before you go out for the first time. But if something unusual happens or something, you know, makes you realize that you could improve your skills in one area, let's say it's, you know, in in, um, dates or having a, you know, wingman tactics, like when you're going out with your friends or how to meet women, how to meet women at work or fashion or whatever it is. I mean, each of those things has their own separate standalone chapter. And you can just go read that bit, uh, pick up a tip and then, you know, go back to what you're doing. So the idea being the magic bullets, it's not written for my convenience. It's written for a reader's convenience. I mean, it's actually written for what I wish had been around 10 years ago. So whether you're new or advanced, I wanted to make sure there was material there on your level so that you could find the right stuff that you, you, know, you need to improve your game. Okay. I, I want to come back to the advanced thing in, in a little while, but I'll leave that for a moment. Could you give an overview of you know, what is the Love Systems model? What is the overall structure of what gets taught in Magic Bullet? Sure. I mean, at at heart, what you need to do to succeed with a woman can be divided into you know, three general areas. There's an emotional connection, there's a physical connection, and there's your logistics. Um, you know, that's, pretty, that's pretty undeniable, but you know, at a surface level, everything you're doing should be designed to, you know, to move you along on one of those three things. You know, emotional connection is, is pretty, you know, what we often talk about. So that's how to, you know, first thing you have to, you're going to have to do is create attraction. The second thing you're going to have to do is make her feel like she's earned your attraction. And then the third thing you have to do is, you know, you guys have to become comfortable with each other. And those are different emotional processes. And we, so within each of these, we have step-by-step ways of doing it. And this is what I mean by, by being able to do it at a bunch of levels. I mean, if you... You know, if, building, if comfort building is naturally easy to you and you're like, yeah, you know, if I'm attracted to her and she's attracted to me and we've been talking for half an hour, I have no problem with, you know, the next four hours of conversation. Fine. Great. Skip the whole bit on comfort. You know how to do it. Um, but the idea is it's supposed to be, you know, the kind of menu so that you can choose what you need to do to improve, uh, improve your areas. So that would be like the emotional side. And then physical side is getting her comfortable with increasing amounts of, of touch, what some people call keno. And there's specific tactics and specific things that you can do to make that happen. I mean, what you often see with new guys um, is what we call talking head syndrome. And you cannot talk a woman into bed. You cannot logic a woman into a relationship. You know, you need that kind of, you know, when I'm watching, if, if you took me, if I was at a bar, and watching a guy approach a girl, 
I don't need to hear a word that they're saying. I can tell you exactly how well it's going and what's happening just by watching the physical conversation um, that, that's going on between those two. And that includes body language and, and, and other stuff like that. And then your logistics is your social and, and physical context of what's going on. That's stuff like, it's kind of a mixed bag, but that's like, are you with your friends? Is she with her friends? Are you somewhere where you, know, you can have some privacy? Does she have to be anywhere anytime soon? And the reason why we include this is actually at the advanced level, like advanced guys, after, after you've trained with us for a bit or if you're a natural or whatever, the emotional and the physical stuff is not that hard. I mean, you're not going to get every single girl, but you will know that you know, in most cases, if you go to a bar or a party or, or or whatever, you know, if there's five beautiful, the five most beautiful women there, you've got a good shot at getting, you know, one of those five, you know, solid phone number that's going to lead to a date uh, or leaving with her or whatever. Um, but the, the real issue is the logistics. And that's like, you know, you can, beautiful women get attracted all the time. But there's all, you know, they're also, you know, tra- often travel in large groups. Um, and, you know, are with their friends and are with people that are trying to, you know, quote, protect her and, and so on, and often have very busy social lives. It's not like dating the girl next door where you, you know, she's got all the time in the world. So a lot of, you know, the third leg of what we call the triad is logistics, and that's a lot of stuff specifically designed to put her in a position where she can act on that attraction and on that physical passion. And that's, you know, get her to where you and her have some privacy to somewhere where you can legitimately take it to the next level. And that's, I think, what separates somebody who's good with women from somebody who's great with women. Great. So in each, in each of those areas, is it, is it routines that you're using? Is it specific things that you say people should say? Or, you know, what are the kind of the practical parts of each of those? Could you give us like a couple of you know, free examples, one from each? Sure. You mean you want like an example of, of something that progresses you emotionally, something that progresses you physically, and something that progresses you logistically? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So with you know, with with emotionally, for example, I mean we've we've done a lot of work into how do you, how do you create attraction. You know, some powerful ones that we've really developed are, are uh, role plays. We use role plays a lot because and I could get into the details of why they're so useful. But uh, here's just a couple right off the bat. Number one, it's fun. It's not like the usual conversations that women have with guys who just come approach them with, you know, what do you do? Where are you from? Do you come here often? You know, a role play is fun. It's different. It's, it gets her out of her reality. Uh, number two, you get to take more you can push things further in a role play. If I'm role playing that, that, you know, that you're, you're my wife or my mistress or, or something like that or my naughty secretary, um, and I'm not talking about like bedroom role play here. I'm talking about it and, and go out yeah. and practice in, in bars or on the street. You know, what exactly what would you recommend? Well, where you practice is, is, is up to you. I mean, bars, mm-hmm. bars are, are good because they've got large, large, con- large volumes of, of attractive women to, to approach. Um, so you're not going to run out of that. But you know, if you're if you if you're somebody who prefers coffee shops and street corners and and um, supermarkets, you can use you know you can still use the same system there. 
excuse me. Um, we have, there's a chapter, so what you would do in that case is there's, you know, a little two or three page chapter um, in the book on day game. And you would go look at that and see how day game is slightly different. Um, you know, you got your ten rules for day game. So start with that. Start with a couple conversation starters. Start with one attraction technique. And go out and try it out. And try it ten times. Um, you know, you might get, who knows what kind of reactions you get. You might, you might go all the way. You might get a few phone numbers. It might not go too far. Then go back and reread that section. You know, you need the actual real-world experience while you're reading the book. And so you know, nobody's, I wouldn't recommend reading the book once and then never, you know, from cover to cover and then never touching it again. I'd recommend reading a section, trying it, rereading that section again, going out, reading it again. And because it's written at a couple of different levels, you'll find that as the more advanced you get, the more you'll get out of certain, pa certain chapters or passages, even stuff you've read before. I will say that you should be going out and actually applying the material for about three times as much time as you're spending at home reading the material. So if you think of magic bullets as like the textbook or the encyclopedia, you know, if you were to read that half an hour and then be out meeting women for an hour and a half, I think that's about the right ratio. Okay, great. So, you know, basic, basically you have to, I mean, if you're going to make the most of this, you have to be able to get out there and, and start putting it into practice. Are there any, are there any like, what do you find, cust like, any of your customers do to make that easier? Um, are, there, are there ways of, you know, yeah. well, what, they, what having do they do to make it easier? Having a wingman is, is, is huge. Having a, having a good wingman who's going to keep you motivated, um, that's huge. They'll be able to see... You know, they'll be able to see stuff in your game uh, or stuff that you're doing that you might not be aware of. You may, you'll see stuff that they're doing that either might be good or, or warn, good warning lessons for you. Um, it'll be, it, you know, go, at times when you're struggling, and it's, you know, anybody who says that this is an easy process and, and you know, you read this one book or listen to this one lecture and then, then off you go, um, you know, it's, it's fooling you. Um, it's not always going to be easy, and there'll be some times where you're, you're going to be frustrated. And having a good wingman who will help you through that frustration um, and make you go out and practice anyway um, is, is definitely going to help you. So that's one thing that, guys have, uh, that I recommend guys do. Another one is keep a journal. It's hard to see how far you've come when all you're focused on is the road ahead. I remember... Uh, this is a couple of years ago, but there was this guy who I trained on a boot camp. I mean, you know, in a boot camp, you have to put, depending on the size, maybe eight to twelve guys. So you meet them all, you get to know them all a little bit, but you know, you're not <clears throat> you're not best friends for life with any individual one. And one of the guys from the boot camp uh, left me a note on the lounge a couple months later. And the lounge is our you know sort of our, our our free community for guys that have taken a boot camp before and instructors. So it's a little more private, a little more advanced. Um, you get into some, you know, long-term follow-up questions or stuff that, you know, maybe somebody didn't run across or understand at the boot camp or whatever. And he was writing questions like, oh, you know, everything's kind of exploding around me. This isn't working out the way that, the way that I wanted it to. I need your advice right away, blah, blah, blah. I kind of knew the guy, and I liked him. So I gave him, a, I gave him my cell phone number, and he gave me a call. It turns out that this guy, whose problem like two months ago was – he was able to approach, but he was not consistently getting attraction, and certainly not attraction from hot women, was that he was, him and, he was dating this super hot girl, and she agreed with him about wanting to have a threesome with her best friend, 
but he didn't know how to go about setting that up. <laughs> and he was like talking to me in the same tones of, of sort of frustration and despair that you know, he would have been talking about it before he even was able to approach a girl. And he just thought that he hadn't sort of been, he hadn't moved along. And I'm like, dude, you've, you know, you don't see it because you're, you're growing a little bit every, you know, it's like watch, it's like the, uh, you know, the grass on your lawn. I mean, if you sit out there and watch it, you don't see it grow. But if you come back like once a day and look at it, you'll see how much it's grown. And that's why I really recommend guys keep a journal. Um, Well, it's one of the two reasons. One is it really, it's going to help with your motivation to go back and reread and see, um, you know, especially at the tough times, how far you've come. And then secondly, it's great for activating that reflex in your head that makes you kind of question what you're doing and come up with better ideas for next time. So if you're writing about, all right, well, I went to the coffee shop, saw a cute redhead at the table, I did this, she did this, I did this, she did that, I did this. Then while you're writing that, your brain is going to be evaluating, going like, hmm, why did I do that? And then you'll think of something, you know, that'll help your brain come up with something better for the next time. That's why I recommend that guys, you know, it's the same reason that guys never leave a conversation with a girl because they think they've run out of things to say. I mean, obviously, you get around that now by you know, getting the routines manual, which has got 200 pages of you know, word-for-word scripts you can use if you want. But you know, a lot of guys starting out, they'll go start talking to a girl, and for a few minutes, they'll, they'll just leave because they think they've run out of things to say. You're not training your mental muscles by doing that. You ha- I mean, that's like if you're doing weights, stopping as soon as you feel tired uh, or as soon as the weight starts getting hard. Well, you're not going to get any benefit from that. You're not going to you know, improve those muscles. But if you force yourself to stay, stay that extra five minutes or, or whatever it is, that develops muscle. It develops a muscle in your head that comes up with good improvised conversation. And that's important to, to being successful with women. So you know, I, I, I promised two, but those were actually three things that I would say for somebody who's just starting out. Well, Nick, thank you. Uh, it's been a great interview um, and with lots of great stuff there. I, I know our users are going to love it. This interview was brought to you by Dating Skills Review. Dating Skills Review is the Amazon.com of dating advice for men. If it exists, we have it. We help you find the best advice fast so you can get good with women in months years. Find us at www.datingskillsreview.com.